I mean, what other platform do you get to spend an hour with someone you admire, someone you want to learn from? It's been a really, really cool medium. Now, going into it, I, I did I know that fully? Maybe not. But looking back, that was a huge piece of the success because I think the medium of podcasting is a really wonderful way to do that. You're listening to The Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. Welcome to The Business of Thought Leadership. I'm your co-host, Nikki Ballou, with my fabulous, amazing, incredible, legendary co-founder, Michael Palmer. Michael, say hello to the peeps. Hello, everyone. We have here with us today the one... The only, the incredible and legendary Nicole Keating. Nicole is that phenomenal thought leader, the creator and co-host of the unbelievable podcast, The Art of Epic Wellness. Nicole, say hello to the peeps. Hello, people. (laughs) It's so incredible to have you here. Now, this is a very special edition of the podcast, because what we're going to be talking about is Nicole's expertise on how to successfully launch a podcast. Nicole's podcast, The Art of Epic Wellness, was launched to incredible success. She and her category had been in the top five, the top three, and the top one, and she has had a podcast that has been running for quite some time with a loyal and powerful listener base. And this has helped power her success as a thought leader. So we are super excited to have Nicole here on the podcast today. Nicole, listen, could you please just take a moment to let the folks know a bit about the history of your podcast and how you conceived it and how you launched it and what had it be such a massive success right out of the gate? Yeah. So, well, Nikki, that's, I'm glad you asked that. Um, Let's see, let's think about it. So it was in 2014, I I had gone through this wellness journey of my own and I suddenly realized I needed to share this with other people. So it was that burning knowledge that I needed to share and figuring out what medium to share it in was my only challenge, right? So at the time, I was very blessed to have a great uh, coach, uh, which is Hal Elrod. And a lot of people have heard of Hal. He's skyrocketed to massive success. So I would say that would be one factor is that I had a great mentor on my journey who himself had started a podcast and had started to see massive growth at the time I was working with him. So naturally, my first inclination was to explore the idea of doing a podcast. And I had an amazing expert coach in my back pocket to to pick his brain. So I would say, you know, it takes a village to launch something great. Yeah, so I decided on this medium because I love people. I love learning from people. I love relationship. And having a podcast is a beautiful way to develop relationship. I mean, what other platform do you get to spend an hour with someone you admire, someone you want to learn from? It's been a really, really cool medium. Now, going into it, I... Did I know that fully? Maybe not. But looking back, um, you're asking me kind of connect the dots. That was a huge piece of the success because I think, you know, I'm, I'm a natural connector. I love connecting other people. And 
the medium of podcasting is a really wonderful way to do that. And as thought leaders, that has to be part of the equation, right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So you did some very specific things in a previous conversation you and I mm-hmm. had, you, you started to outline some of those and I was absolutely fascinated by that. And I know Michael was as well. Could yeah. you let people know what are the, what are the steps you took, you know, as you launch your podcast that really allowed for it to be a big success? Mm. Okay, let me think back. So like I said, I had a coach and then I went to a mastermind, a one-day business breakthrough mastermind, which was with uh, a lot of you probably heard of Pat Flynn and Chris Ducker. So this was my first opportunity to test the waters. So I got up in front of the group and I shared my idea and I was able to validate it to 20 other thought leaders or entrepreneurs that were already doing amazing things and they were excited I got the feedback early on from 20 people who were doing really cool stuff in the world that they loved the idea and they loved my story. And I was able to stand up and share that and get that validation. And I think we've talked about before how important validation is. So I'd say that was one piece that was really cool. And then I started talking about it to people in my life. So I started kind of creating it in my world and talking about it with friends and talking about it online and getting people's thoughts and insight. And I was, of course, in the stage of listening and learning about all of these other shows and what people were doing that I liked and what they were doing that I was like, I can do, you know, I think if I put my own creative spin on this, I can do, you know, I think it'll be really powerful. So I was seeing what I loved, what I didn't so much love and kind of compiling what I thought would be a valuable show together. And then one really, really important piece that I don't, I don't want to minimize because I think uh, it was, it was really important. I'm an artist. So I doubled down on what I'm good at, which is, is design. I made sure I had a really beautiful, you know, logo for my show. I I spent money and I spent time making sure I loved the look and feel of the logo. And I got uh, people's insight onto that as well. And, you know, got something that really resonated with my personality, which is energetic and fun. And, um, and also, uh, you know, was something that I felt represented what I believed in. So I think visually, you only get one shot on iTunes, you get a little thumbnail, you want it to be eye-catching, want it to be exciting and vibrant and also represent the story you're gonna be telling, right? So that was important. And then as far as how I actually launched, I had help of Nick Palkowski, which is, I think he's called the podcast guru. But um, one of the things that made a huge difference was I, you know, like Nikki, you talk about, you know, getting on those phone calls every day. It was kind of like that as well. I was sharing my progress along the way on Facebook and I created a Facebook group. So I was having my audience help me decide on which logo they liked best and sharing with them people I was going to be interviewing, right? So I was trying to get a buzz going. I think that's important too not only to get the support of the people in your world, but also to get a buzz going online and try to create your community so that you're well-received when you come out of the gate, right? So that was one thing. And then when I actually launched, I made sure that every single day I was reaching out to people on Facebook, on email, and getting the support of my friendships, of the community and, and network I already had to make sure that they were 
helping me by rating and reviewing. So with with a podcast, like many things, if you're launching a product on Amazon, it's the same thing. You want as many ratings and reviews, positive ratings and reviews as possible. And so that's also a reciprocal process. So I also got involved in several podcasting communities. So I was helping to rate and review and support other podcasters which is what thought leadership's about too, right? If you're wanting support for your cause and for what you're creating in the world, you want to support others. Like it's a beautiful reciprocal process. I, I really like the how you framed everything and you know, it's how you've come this far. You've got the idea, you've validated mm-hmm. the idea, you've got the image for the idea together, you started creating the plan for the content. And what's cool is you took it to like really high levels in in iTunes and being number one and as Nikki Mm -hmm. shared. So when you launched, what was, what was that? What did that walk us through what that launch looked like? Oh, okay. So here, I'll tell you what I did right. And I'll tell you what I would do differently. (laughs) I love Um, it. That's perfect. Yeah. So, so what I, I did right was I made sure that I had some really epic guests in the beginning and have along the way. So, and what what's really cool about this is that an epic guest begets another epic guest, right? So I started out, I was blessed to know and have as a coach, Hal Elrod, who is now massively, like he's top tier now, thought leadership, amazing guy, wrote The Miracle Morning. He was my first interview. So if there's one piece of advice I could give someone who wants to start a podcast, go big, go for that person. And the universe will support you when you go big. When you just decide, I want, you know, this is my dream guest. And you know what? There's a, people love to know that they've affected you in a profound way. I mean, of course, for Hal, it was a no brainer. We had it. We already had an amazing relationship, but having Hal say yes, opened up a lot of other doors for me. I was able to very quickly get Sean Stevenson, who was an absolute hero to me in the wellness space, not only because he's an amazing guy, but because I had gotten Hal on my show already. So I would say if you're going to have an interview podcast, that is an absolutely important strategy. And the best way to go about doing that is, you know, you always want to think about what's in it for me. That's how people think. And there's really beautiful ways to really show someone that you admire how they've affected your life and how their knowledge and them coming on your show will change other people's lives. That's what motivates thought leaders. So if you if you can put together a nice email just telling someone how they've changed your life and how you see that if they come on your show that my listeners are going to get so much from your message. So really just having a, a heartfelt way of asking part of my... um reach out template says, you know, I've had greats like Sean Stevenson and Hal Elrod from The Miracle Morning. So I'm proving that my show has created value in the past and that if you come on my show, we're going to co-create value together. And I think that's a really important thing is that when you have a podcast and you interview people, you're co-creating together. You want it to feel like this is going to be an awesome experience, not only for us to get to know each other, but for us to create something magical. When we do this, we all rise together. You have that kind of an attitude rather than being like, it's all about me, come on my show. Like You just really need to be aware that what you're doing is you're not just recording something. You're putting magic out into the universe. And if you treat it that way, then you're going to be able to get those epic guests on your show.
if I could have done something better, I would say that I should have had more shows in the can. So I would have been better prepared to not feel the... I, I talk a lot about entrepreneurial sustainability. Well, I'll tell you a couple months into my launch, I, I was feeling really burned out because I didn't prepare by having a lot of shows ready. And I know you guys are doing that. So that's great. And I would how, say, how many, would anyone say? listening, yeah, have six, eight shows in the can because there's a big learning curve on podcasting and on anything new you do. And so you can really absorb the shockwave of that by being extra prepared. That's great advice. Truly, truly, truly. I think it's fantastic. Nicole, I think you've weaved a narrative here that people can really use to get their podcast going. So if I can just recap it in in some bullet points in a nutshell. First of all, uh, have something you're super passionate about. Come up with a topic that really lights you up from the inside Mm -hmm. out. Secondly, make sure that it looks, feels, sounds beautiful. That's really, really important from an aesthetic and artistic point of view because thought leaders are artists and artists need to be able to share things that move people and move the artists Mm -hmm. themselves. Then next, have coaches. Don't do this alone. Have mentors. Join podcasts communities and get podcast specific mentors and coaching, right? Because you did that. That's really, really important, right? Mm -hmm. Then have really good technical people that can produce a really great product. I think that's important. Mm -hmm. You said that. Make sure you have great guests and understand that great guests beget great guests. Use the principle of reciprocity through your community of friends and fellow thought leaders to get lots of great reviews. And then mm-hmm. get out there and launch quickly and be all over the place with it mm-hmm. so that you're um, taking advantage of the law of uh, putting yourself out there. Mm. Yes, that's great. You, you just had me think of a few other things too. Um, I would say there's something that happens with momentum. So once you get out there, like just jump in with both feet and, and give your baby what you've created, uh, a chance to swim, a, a chance to fly, right? So you want to... You want to be talking about it and promoting it. Another one that's really good is once you start a podcast, you get better and better at interviewing and you become a great guest for other shows. And Hal will tell you, my mentor, one of my mentors will tell you, he said yes to every podcast request interview to go on other people's shows. And I think that was a huge part of his exponential success. And I know for me, it has been, I've been on probably at least 15, 20 shows. And now I'm starting to get asked a lot. So I'm, you know, my answer is yes. That's a lot of shows. (laughs) Yeah. How can I serve? How can I serve? Have that attitude. And then also create templates for the things that you do. So for example, some of, I mean, when I first started, I felt like it was taking up my entire week just to produce this free show. So um, it's really important if you're doing something more than once or twice, that's something you can create a system around, create a system. I have some amazing resources I use. I love um, Canva for work. So I've set up some templates in Canva where I put my guests' pictures and I put my guest quotes in there. And I, I try to do a really good job of promoting the show because that thought leader has taken an hour or maybe 45 minutes of their time to be with me, to spend with me. And it's up to me to honor what we've co-created together and and promote it in a a way that's really valuable for them. So, you know, figure out what your social media channels are and then find a system and, and create templates 
so that it's not something that's really, really hard for you every week. Something you can create a flow around. And then also make sure you let your guests know when so that, I mean, they want to promote, but sometimes you might have recorded a month or two before. So just make sure you let your guests know in a timely manner when their show is going live. And obviously like Google Docs, create a bunch of templates for that. So you don't have to make it too challenging on yourself. And that will really help your show to fly because it's about consistency and consistent promotion, consistent processes that help drive this forward. <laughs> and if you would ask me in the beginning, I, you know, I'm not, I'm an artist. Like I said, I love adventure and novelty and like the things that matter to me are, are centered a lot around freedom and excitement. But this, if you're going to podcast or have a YouTube channel or really do anything online, it is about consistency and it is about making it easier for yourself and others. Right. So I think that's a really important piece. You know, that's really, really good advice. And I think our listeners and frankly, ourselves are going to take it. I post every day in the Business of Thought Leadership Facebook group. And what I'm going to just commit to is I'm going to start doing some video every week, personal video. And uh, I'll rope Michael into doing some joint (laughs) e-circle videos because we need to get a few of those going as well. Yep. Yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's really easy to get caught up in the, in the spin, but you know, get one system down. And I would say there's a lot of advice out there about being everywhere online on social media. I would not give that advice to someone starting out as a podcaster. I would say, decide the one or two channels you're going to double down on. Um, It might be Twitter and Facebook, or it might be um, LinkedIn, you know, creating a LinkedIn post with your show notes and, um, and, and having a Facebook group. But I would say it's really challenging. I kind of, that was another mistake I made in the beginning was trying to be everywhere. And if you're everywhere, you're nowhere. <laughs> no, understood. Uh, because, understood. Yeah. That makes a Does lot that of make sense. sense? <laughs> a lot of sense. I think we're yeah. going to really use Facebook for ourselves. And, you know, obviously listeners can choose what they want. And I'm going to really start to create more of a, a YouTube presence, both for myself as an individual thought leader and for what we're doing with uh, E-Circle Academy with Michael and I. W- those are the two, I think, that make the most sense for us. Yeah, that's really smart. <laughs> Nicole, this is really, really awesome stuff. So I think you have really put together a blueprint. I'm going to call this the Nicole Keating Podcast Success Blueprint that we can use and anyone listening to this podcast can use to really launch a great product. Is there anything else that you want to add? Any last tips, ideas, thoughts? Hmm. Um, Let's see. Yeah. So at this point in my second year, I would also say don't be afraid to to listen and to ask for feedback from your from your listenership. Uh, I got some feedback this year that people really like my solo shows, so I'm, you know, my planning going forward. I'm I'm, I'm doing more of those short solo shows. That's just me. They can hear my insights and my takeaways, but I'm also doing my interviews. So I would say don't be afraid to pivot. Don't be afraid to change the what you're creating because it is your art. It is your work of art that you're creating and putting out into the universe, into the world. I'd say that. And I'd also say in, in this second year, I'm, I'm becoming a super connector. If you're a natural connector and as a podcaster interviewer, you, you will become that even if you don't feel that you are yet. But I would look at it that way is that your podcast is a stage where you get to invite people to come and participate with you in creating value. And if you look at it that way, like you can grow your influence massively and really serve other people with your platform. 
I love it. And so, Nicole, um, please let the people know uh, about your podcast and how to get in touch with you, because I think that given all of this amazing stuff that you've shared about how to do a podcast, people got to listen to your awesome podcast. Oh, well, thank you. Yes. So it's called The Art of Epic Wellness. And you can find it at the same uh, URL, www.theartofepicwellness.com. And my email is Nicole at The Art of Epic Wellness. If you just want to reach out and talk or have a question, go right ahead. And I'm, I also have, I'm about to launch my pilot for, I teach entrepreneurs how to implement epic rituals so that they can have a sustainable practice of entrepreneurship. So, you know, I'm about to create my pilot and move forward with that. So reach out to me if you're interested or you're needing help or needing to be served in any way. And I wish you so much luck and um, success on your podcasting journey. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Nicole. Great having you. Awesome. Awesome. You're welcome. My pleasure. You've been listening to The Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. For more information and to download the resources mentioned in this episode, please visit us at thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com. Thank you for listening.